this is becoming a if you want to save the country join on in kind of lawsuit at this point in time the whole texas v pennsylvania at all uh lawsuit you got out of the hill today the citation more than 100 house republicans signed brief backing texas lawsuit challenging election results well on top of that and by the way i you know i contemplated going through all 106 members and i thought i would be doing a disservice to this audience if i didn't tell every single one of you which republicans are in for in the fight for the long haul which one of them's want to just back out and and go figure it's the majority of them are republicans that you see doing interviews they're on radio they're on television and the other ones well you know do we really have the time of day that's why it's so tough having to have your political party being a you know if you call yourself a conservative well you want the republican party to fight for you you know full well the democrat party ain't gonna fight for you in congress and in the senate and obviously if you have a democrat president he could care less but you you have a a, a little bit of faith in republicans but they always seem to let you down well on this night oh and by the way before i get into uh a majority of the program and uh as it unfolds i want to just before i forget about it i want to make sure i i i get this out there december 10th 2020 presidential message on hanukkah during this holiday season the first lady and i send our warmest greetings to the millions of jewish people in the united states and around the world as they begin the celebration of hanukkah the president uh finishing his quote let me just get to the bottom of it over the next eight days families and friends will gather to carry on this time-honored tradition of lighting the menorah first lady and i wish you all a joyous celebration and on that it sort of led me to um i thought you know you think Hanukkah, you think of Israel and the Jewish community. By the way, happy Hanukkah to all of them on behalf of the Philip Ward Show. And uh, I thought, you know, what, well, let's see. The president said, you know, he said it over and over again that he's done a lot for the Jewish community. He's done a lot for Israel. And if you remember, all throughout the first term of his presidency, remember Golan Heights and how um, he actually recognized Golan Heights as Israel? Yeah, that happened underneath this president remember in israel when the president uh moved the uh u.s embassy from uh tel aviv to is uh uh jerusalem and uh recognized it there that happened under this president and then the numerous peace agreements that we've had in the middle east again under this president now remember john Kerry. John Kerry, who's going to be, well, Biden names him um, in the cabinet uh, for, uh, you know, when he believes that he'll have his administration starting on January 20th, 2021. Well, there's a huge lawsuit pending uh, to say that that shouldn't be a thing. And I think millions of Americans, there's 74 million Americans who legally voted that I don't believe, think Joe Biden will have a, 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 oh, a President Joe Biden come January 20th, 2021 so um so basically just wanted to say happy hanukkah to all of our jewish supporters and also there is more to come as far as israel goes and peace agreements uh and peace in the middle east but anyway um let me just wrap up the point on uh john Kerry. sort of lost my train of thought there for a second 
on John Kerry said there could be no peace, no peace whatsoever. Uh, Maxine Waters, no peace, no sleep. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, John Kerry, no peace in the Middle East unless Palestine was involved. We have another peace agreement today with Morocco. And guess what? Palestine is still, is still not involved. Now, that, that sort of prompted me to think, and, you know, what's the... Uh, U.S. and there's a the headline here. Kaylee Robinson writes uh, November 5th. Uh, what is U.S. policy on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? This also comes on a in a Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, what is the conflict between Israel and Palestine about? The Israeli-Palestinian conflict, rooted in a century-long territorial dispute over the Holy Land a Middle Eastern region with great religious and historical significance to Christians, Jews, and Muslims. Increasing numbers of Jews began moving to the Ottoman Palestine, a predominantly Arab area uh, region, following the 1896 publication of Theodore Herzl's, I'm pronouncing that right, The Jewish State, which prompted the idea of a haven for Jews in their ancient homeland to escape anti-semitism in europe the migration accelerated after the holocaust of world war ii in which nazi germany killed six millions uh six million jews so that that is and, and and it listen it is very very tough to keep up with the policies in the middle east and what's going on in the middle east but it's very important to recognize israel we we have to back israel that's what i don't think there's any other way around it israel is the only democracy set up in the middle east over there and i think um benjamin netanyahu the current prime minister of israel has done an incredible job of, of securing that he's done great with working with the president as far as uh trade deal, well uh, peace deals go they have a good relationship but i think the united states if we you know if we have to if we must police the entire world including the middle east then we have to have and maintain a good secure relationship with um the israeli prime minister and with israel as a country that prime minister currently being uh benjamin netanyahu nicknamed bibi so that's good for the United States. So anyway, the point being, after all of that, right? Happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish supporters out there. Now, the 100 House Republicans signing the um, the uh, legal brief, signing the uh, Amicus Curi, as it's pronounced, uh, just basically means friend of the court that they're writing to, I don't know if you want to call it influence the court, but to give them more evidence, more testimony. More than 100 House Republicans on Thursday signed an amicus brief in support of the Texas lawsuit aimed at, a, at overturning the election results in four swing states. Now, um, like I said, let me, uh, you know, assist, assist the court, I guess, is the uh, per, uh, correct um, term there, the correct definition of it. Assisting the court by offering information, expertise, or insight that has a bearing on the issues in the court. Now. Here we go. Who are the Republicans that are trying to save this country along with Texas, along with the 17 states that are filing briefs uh, in, the case, in the case? Mike Johnson of Louisiana, Gary Palmer of Alabama, Steve Scalise of Louisiana, 
Jim Jordan of Ohio, Ralph Abraham. I want to get through this as quickly as possible. I understand it's radio and that, you know, if you're hearing 106 names, it's easy to tune it out. But, but you know, this, folks, this is so important. If we're going to have free and fair elections, we absolutely have to get this right. And the P, you know, the, you know, the president's wrapped up in this. You know, Rudy Giuliani is part of the legal team. You know, the name uh, Jenna Ellis, you know, all the conservatives that are out there fighting for this president fighting for more importantly than than even this president in his presidency that are fighting for election integrity we have we have witnesses that have come forward that have spoken in front of state legislatures in front of uh state senates they, they um we have uh, uh testimony we have affidavits we have so much evidence we have video in georgia of the woman ruby johnson pulling up there's a table there she pulls these four suitcases out from underneath the table and the wow voila here's here's all these different ballots and just start counting while after republican poll watchers were gone then they started counting running it through scanning the machines and wow all of a sudden magically joe biden is the winner of the election i mean it's a joke it's a total joke so We'll get through this, and I want, you know, I want, as well as myself, I want everyone to know the names of the Congress men and women that are fighting on behalf of not only the president, but this country. Mike Johnson, Louisiana. Gary Palmer, Alabama. Steve Scalise, also House Minority Whip Steve Scalise, Louisiana. Jim Jordan of Ohio. Ralph Abraham of Louisiana. Rick Allen of Georgia. James Baird of Indiana. Jim Banks of Indiana, Jack Bergman, Michigan, Andy Biggs, Arizona, Gus Billarakis, Florida, Dan Bishop, North Carolina, North Carolina, did you hear that? Michael uh, Boos, Michael Baus, everyone pronounce it, Illinois, Kevin Brady, Texas, Mo Brooks, Alabama, by the way, Mo Brooks said he's going to contest the election anyway, Ken Buck in Colorado, uh, in North Carolina, Ted Budd, Tim Burchett in Tennessee, Michael Burgess, Texas, Bradley Byrne, Alabama, Ken Calvert, California, Earl Carter, Georgia, Ben Klein, Virginia, Michael Cloud, Texas, uh, Mike Conway, Texas, Rick Crawford, Arkansas, Dan Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw, you've seen Dan Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw's the one with the eye patch, Texas, Mario Diaz Ballart, Florida. Jeff Duncan, South Carolina. Neil Dunn, Florida. Tom Emmer, Minnesota. Ron Estes, Ron Estates, however you want to pronounce it in Kansas. Like I said, you know, I'm not good with pronunciation. You get the point, though. Uh, Drew um, Ferguson, Georgia. Chuck Fleischman in Tennessee. Bill Flores in, Flores in Texas. Jeff Fortenberry, Nebraska. Virginia Fox, North Carolina, Russ Fulcher, Idaho, Matt Gates, Florida. Matt Gates always makes media appearances. I love it. If Matt Gates was representing me in, in uh, North uh, New York here, I'd love that. Greg Giaforte, Montana. Uh, as we continue our list, Bob, another reason I want to give out this list, by the way, is because you won't hear these names in the mainstream media. Bob Gibbs of Ohio, Louis Gomer, Texas, Lance Gooden. Texas, Sam Graves, Missouri, Mark Green, Tennessee, Michael Guest in Mississippi, Maryland, Andy Harris, Vicki 
Hartzler in Missouri, Kevin Hearn in Oklahoma, Clay Higgins, Louisiana, Trey Hollingsworth, Indiana, Richard Hudson, North Carolina, Bill Huizenga, Michigan, Bill Johnson, Ohio, John Joyce, Pennsylvania, Fred Keller, Pennsylvania, as we continue, Mike Kelly in Pennsylvania, Mike Kelly and Sean Purnell also bring in a case of this uh, um, forward, uh, Trent Kelly, Mississippi, Steve King, Iowa, David Kustoff, Tennessee, Darren LaHood, Illinois, Doug LaMalfa, California, Doug Lamborn, Colorado, Robert Latta in Ohio, Debbie Lesko, Arizona, Blaine Lutkemeyer, Missouri, Kenny Marchant, Marchant, uh, Texas, Roger Marshall, Kansas, Tom McClintock, California, Kathy Rogers in the, uh, Washington, Dan Muser, Pennsylvania, Carol Miller from West Bygod, Virginia, Alex Mooney, West Bygod, Virginia, John Moulinar, Michigan, Mark Wayne Mullen, Oklahoma, Gregory Murphy, North Carolina, Dan Newhouse, Washington, Ralph Norman, South Carolina, Scott Perry, Pennsylvania, Guy Reschenholler, Pennsylvania, Tom Rice, South Carolina, John Rose, Tennessee, David Roser, North Carolina, John Rutherford, Florida, Austin Scott, Georgia, Mike Simpson, Idaho, Adrian Smith in uh, Nebraska, Jason Smith, Missouri. By the way, folks, we're getting there, but again, very important. Ross Spano, Florida. Elise, Stefan uh, Elise Stefanik in New York. Glenn Thompson in uh, the 5th Congressional District of Pennsylvania, 15th, excuse me, Congressional District of Pennsylvania. Tom Tiffany, Wisconsin. William Timmons, South Carolina. Ann Wagner, Missouri. Tim Wahlberg, Michigan. Michael Waltz, Florida. Randy Weber, Texas. Daniel Webster, Florida. Brand Westrup, Ohio. Bruce Westerman, Arkansas. Roger Williams, Texas. Joe Wilson, South Carolina. Rob Whitman, Virginia. Ron Wright, Texas. Um, and I believe, yeah, here we are. Ted Yoho in Florida. Lee Zeldin in North, uh, excuse me, Lee Zeldin in New York. So there you go, folks. That was a lot to get through. My goodness gracious. Be out of breath by the time I read through another list like that. 106 of the finest in the United States of America. Those 106 Republicans are saying, wait, we see the fraud. We see the witnesses. We see the affidavits. We see the testimony. We see the attorney generals. We see the president's evidence. We see this country wanting to be transformed transformed by the Democrat Party into a country that we don't even know what it is anymore. And that's the Democrat Party for you. What's the ultimate goal of the Democrat Party? To destroy the United States of America from within. That has always been their goal. That will always be their goal. It's not going to change. And you know, they notice something about Democrats as well. Are they ever happy? Are they ever really well and truly happy? Even when they get their way, even when things go their way, 
They push for more and push for more and push for more. They they major in minor things. The Democrat Party doesn't have the best interest of the United States at hand. Not the best of, of ordinary American citizens that just want to want to enjoy the American dream, make money for themselves, support their families, live good. The Democrat Party doesn't care about people like that. Well, we say it on this program all the time. The Democrat Party is all for people that advocate for abortion, criminals and illegal aliens. If you are not in any of those three groups, the Democrat Party wants nothing, and I mean nothing, to do with you. Now, on top of the 106 Republicans that have joined into the case, five states, uh, well, here's the headline in Fox News, the citation, Missouri, five more states asked to join Texas Supreme Court election case against Georgia and obviously the three others, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Uh, Missouri and five other states on Thursday threw their support even further behind the Texas lawsuit aiming to prevent Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin electors from casting their electoral votes by asking the Supreme Court to let them join the Texas suit. Missouri on Wednesday led a group of 17 states in filing a brief that supported the Texas lawsuit, which alleges that four key swing states that voted for President-elect Biden violated the Constitution by having their judicial and executive branches make changes to their presidential elections rather than their legislatures. But the Thursday filing, led by Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, which also includes Arkansas, Utah, Louisiana, Mississippi, and South Carolina, would make those states' parties before the court in the case rather than just outside voices weighing in. President, Trump can't, President Trump's campaign did the same on Wednesday. Um, and then, uh, as it says there, that obviously um, Missouri, leading a group of 17 states, yesterday filing a brief with the Supreme Court as we went through. So, you know, they, they, I, I don't think that they would just be doing this because it's politically motivated. I really believe that if there wasn't any evidence there that backed this up, why would all these states be getting involved? How come Joe Biden doesn't want to talk about it at all? Or Kamala Harris doesn't want to get involved? It's just the president. But now it's 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 not only just the president. It's the president. It's 106 Republicans. It's 17 other states joining in with Texas. This is a fight. And it's a fight that Democrats don't even want to battle. The media don't even want to. The me, I look at what the media is doing. The media doesn't even want to cover when there's actual evidence being presented in front of state senates and uh, state sort of groups and legislatures. They don't even want to air it. They don't want their viewers seeing any part of it. By the way, that and that argument leads into a bigger one of the censorship we're seeing. You notice every every single tweet that the president puts on the Twitter box. There's the the uh, this claim of, of voter fraud. You know, isn't support whatever it is that's put on there. This claim is disputed. You know, I said I've I've, I've advocated for. I said let there be misinformation. Let people decide for themselves if they're going to believe something or not. Again, 
we are a country that believes in free speech. We have an amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That tells you everything you need to know about this country. How is it that no one has sued the Twitter box or the Facebook or any other of these social media sites? How haven't they sued them on, a, on the citing the First Amendment to the court? I, it, it's, it's just beyond me at this point in time. How Section 230 is still a thing is beyond me. There We got real trouble in this country, folks. We really do. We got to get it cleaned up. So I commend, I commend and support the 17 states that are joining in the um, lawsuit Texas is bringing forward. I commend the 106 Republicans all coming forward. Now, anyway, so it you know it's leading to a greater divide in this country today. Um, so Amy Siskind is her name on the Twitter box, activist, feminist, author. This should tell you everything you need to know about her. In her bio, it's she, her. This is what she tweeted today. Now, remember yesterday we were talking about Cynthia Johnson, the representative from Michigan, that was saying, be careful, watch your back. You know, if you're the army, then you know what to do. And, and the, you know, the threatening stuff that she said about, about Trump supporters, right? Well, Amy Siskind, and by the way, she's got a rainbow flag next to her name. Proposed map she puts out there. She also types that the United States of Canada in blue. And then in red, you have Jesus land. I, I, you know, goodness gracious. Wow, it's such a bad thing to believe in Jesus Christ, right? Anyway, so she says, quote, and um. You know, she has the blue states highlighted, the red states, your traditional red states, blue states kind of thing. New York and California, she says, are sick of supporting these red, wait for it, red welfare states. How about that? Just call them flyover states like you people do. There is, again, folks, it just highlights. There's so many examples out there. The Democrat Party hates us. They hate conservatives. They hate Republicans. Rush was alluding to the point um, earlier <clears throat> that we don't have anything in common with these people. And guess what? We have, I, I, I've said it on this program before. We reach across the aisle and say, you know what? Why don't we work together? We can work with you on this. How about, take COVID-19, for example. It came here because of China. It is rightfully called the China virus. It came from Wuhan. Call it the Wuhan virus. Whatever you want. China has blood on their hands. Every single American that was infected, every single person that goes for around the whole world that had COVID-19, God forbid, that has died from COVID-19. You can blame China for that. We, as the United States of America, we were hit very hard from it. And guess what? It was all China. We need to step up and hold China accountable for it. The president is doing that. Will Joe Biden do that? Absolutely not. But anyway, so they don't, we could have come together as far as Congress goes. The House Democrats, 
the uh, House Republicans could have come together, passed a bill. Now, they did pass a bill. Now, that money's running out. Is there another one? No. Senate Republicans, Senate Democrats, they could come together and pass a bill. No, we can't do it. Your mainstream media in this country. Now, are they, well, I guess our mainstream media in this country, are they going to talk about COVID-19 being China's fault? No. Look at what the New York Times writes. If you're feeling down, I think that was the headline. If you're feeling down, you know who to blame. Let's call it the Trump virus. This whole thing has been politicized. Every single event that occurs in this country and going forward that's going to occur in this country, there is always going to be politicization of it, politicization, whatever you want to call it. But it will, every single event will be politicized. Why is that? Because the Democrat Party hates us. Now, we as conservatives, do we hate? No. Do we, if things don't go our way, sorry about that, do we loot? Do we riot? Do we destroy businesses? No, that's not a thing that we do. But you know what? We do believe that less taxes, less taxes on you, the American people, on me, on we, all of us. Guess what? That's a good thing. We get to, we, we work hard for our money. And you know what? We like to keep that money. We like to support our families. You know, we like to, we like to even build families. Now, is less government involvement, less federal centralized government in your life, is that such a bad idea? Is it such a bad idea to have only legal immigration? It's a privilege to live in this country. And if you, and listen, if I was going to move to, to Canada or Mexico or wherever, to Europe, then, you know, now, by the way, I have no intention of doing that. This is the greatest country on earth. But if anyone wanted to do that, then yes, you should have to go through different tests and different procedures to become a citizen of that country. Because guess what? You're already a citizen. You know, you can't change, um, choose where you're born. But if you want to change, you know, where you're living, then you can do that. That's a right that's afforded to you just by living on this earth. But you think things like that happen over in the Middle East? No. You know, you think that things like that happen in China? Absolutely not. You want to leave? Good luck doing that. We're very privileged and not white privilege, as the left wants to call it. But all of us, black, white, yellow red purple green blue i don't i don't care we're all privileged to be americans people that come they come here for a reason this is another argument that the left tries to make that never ever holds up if this country is so bad and it's so unfair and there's no opportunity and there's no freedom and there's systemic racism involved in this country. Why do so many people want to come here to have that freedom? They, they don't have an argument for that. We all, 10 out of 10 times, you put down, don't put a label on it. Don't put conservative. Don't put liberal uh, in, in front of the argument. But lay the arguments down on a table. And I can guarantee you, 10 out of 10 times, conservative ideas, ideologies, theories, policies will always 
defeat liberal ideas. It's a matter of make America great again or make China great again. There's a reason you have the Chinese economists saying, well, between 1992, thank you very much, Slick Willie, and 2016, that China had people at the very top. And that, and by the way, the top meaning an American circle of power and that they could resolve any conflict that they had to. And that Hunter Biden, you know, who's under uh, investigation for his taxes now, and that Hunter Biden, well, how do you think he made all this money? You know, Trump talks about foundations, and yeah, he's probably right as far as Hunter Biden goes. And the now, now, oh, by the way, now look, now the media want to cover Hunter Biden? Really, we were covering this back in October. Catch up how, how, and, uh, you know, we always go through this. Society of Professional Journalists, totally apolitical um, association, organization, whatever you want to call it. What do they say? So, uh, Society of Professional Journalists, Code of Ethics, Seek Truth and Report It, uh, Minimize Harm, Act Independently, Be Accountable and Transparent. Our media doesn't do that. Our media is full of Democrats who are, I guess, afraid to run for public office, but still want to legislate. You hear about legislating from the bench. These people are legislating from the anchor's chair. That's how they are. These are their beliefs. You're going to tell me Joy Reid on MSDNC is a journalist? She's one of the most racist human beings in this entire country. I mean, it's a total joke what we live with. And, you know, I'm telling you, they are at war. Make no mistake about it. Democrats, liberals, liberal. By the way, how can anyone stand liberals and their annoying yelling? I, I don't get it. I really don't. Remember the screeching woman after trying? No. Oh, my goodness gracious. You know, they think things are so bad. And a lot of them, a lot of them are elitists. A lot of them are rich. You know, they've gone to these 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 private universities and schools and they think that they have it so bad, but then they start advocating for Black Lives Matter, who is a Marxist organization who really doesn't care about African Americans in this country at all. They care about being Marxist. They care about destroying things. They care about destroying businesses, communities, whatever they can get their hands on. I mean, we would say New York and California are sick of supporting these red welfare states. Listen, if I if I had a choice to choose the blue states or the red states, I tell you what, I'm not living in a blue state. No, I do right now. So there's got to be got to be something going on, something wrong uh, with me. Anyway, let's move forward. Now, like I said, you didn't have to politicize coronavirus, but anyway, they did. Uh, FDA panel today endorses. Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine, U.S. Food and Drug Administration Advisory Panel voted Thursday to endorse the Pfizer biotech coronavirus vaccine, clearing the way for the FDA leaders to authorize emergency mass distribution amid an ongoing surge of COVID-19 cases across the country. The vote was 17 to 4. One committee member uh, abstained. The committee was charged with the voting on the following question, based on the totality of scientific evidence available, do the benefits of Pfizer and BioTech COVID-19 vaccine outweigh its risk for use in individuals 16 years of age 
and older. Several committee members took issues with the aspect of approving the vaccine for use in 16 and 17 year olds due to limited evidence. Others argued that the 16 and 17 year olds won't be among the first to receive the vaccine, allowing for time to research the effects it may have on this age group. 16 and 17 year I mean, they're like, they're like last among the thing. I mean, a lot of the younger people in this country are going to be uh, last. Obviously, you got to, and the UK started this. Um, I think the one first one we took it was maybe 90 years old. I think I remember reading that. But obviously, get the older generation first. And, you know, you get to, uh, I think, be uh, first uh, first responders, healthcare workers, all that. Uh, that is great. But, but by all means, get the vaccine out there. Get it distributed. By the way, the president's saying that, yeah, it's going to come America first as far as a vaccine goes. Make America great. All part of make America great again. It was a Biden administration. He'd probably be handing out doses to China first. Oh, well, all, and who knows how many cases there'd be. He wouldn't have shut down the border uh, from Wuhan as far as travel goes. Thank God the president uh, is our current president. Um, anyway, let's move on. We got a few more news bits we got to get to. Rick Grinnell, uh, former Office of Director of National Intelligence. There must be a full classified briefing, he says. For the Senate and House Intel Committees about the Swalwell spy scandal. Swalwell downplayed the China threat. Interesting. And he says, I also saw, I think Swalwell's like uh, the Facebook friends with uh, the, the, uh, Fang Fang still, right? Whether Chitty Chitty Fang Fang. <laughs> I think we'll call her that on this program. Swalwell downplayed the China threat and says, Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff were aware of his activities. Oh, well, now it's okay. Because crazy Nancy knew about it. And Adam, the, the sleazebag shift, pencil neck Adam shift, whatever you want to call him, he knew about it too, so it's okay. Well, obviously, what were they going to do about it? Not a single thing. Two of the people that hate this country the most. Um, Kevin, now, now, Kevin McCarthy, the um, House Minority Leader, uh, tweeted, uh, this was two days ago, uh, Representative Swalwell has long been disqualified from serving on the Intel Committee. For years, he peddled Russian disinformation for political gain. Now we find out he was involved in an effort by a reported spy, that being Chitty Chitty Fang Fang, to gather info for China. Swalwell is a national security liability. Now, Nancy Pelosi today, responding to that, Pelosi says, no, she's got no concern, none whatsoever about Swalwell, right? Now, Nancy Pelosi, who loves China just like the rest of, oh, and Dianne Feinstein, who loves China too. Now, we're going to sort of switching from the House to the Senate here. But I, I there was a, an article in Politico about Feinstein. Politico has been going at Feinstein. Um, <clears throat> I remember they went after, in, uh, uh, after the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, as hearing for um, the confirmation of Amy, uh, well, not Justice Amy Coney Bear. I remember they were going at her hard, so some got to be something going on there. I remember uh, she gave, oh, she she committed the, the cardinal sin. She hugged Lindsey Graham. Oh, my goodness. He's, you know, <gasps> Diane, Senator, you know he's a Republican, right? You know he's a racist Republican, and he hates women. And he hates Muslims, and he hates everyone else, and he hates gays. Those Republicans, that's how bad they are, right? Anyway, so um, and, um, uh, back to the point, Pelosi 
uh, also saying that uh, the uh, Kevin McCarthy focusing on the Swalwell China scandal to, quote, deflect attention from the fact that he has QAnon in his delegation over there. That was Nancy Pelosi's best response. Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Again, QAnon. That's, that, that's all they always trying to tie Republicans to QAnon thing. Now, anyway, so another historic breakthrough today, says the president. Our two great friends, Israel and the Kingdom of Morocco, have agreed to full diplomatic relations, a massive breakthrough for peace in the Middle East. The citation Fox News. President Trump secures deal between Israel and Morocco in a Hanukkah miracle. News of today's historic announcement of normalization between Israel and Morocco, brokered by the Trump administration. It's fourth, fourth such deal, John Kerry, not involving Palestine. Fourth such deal with a Muslim nation in the last four months. That was met with lukewarm reaction by the UN and diplomats by the World Bodies Headquarters, as has just about everything the Trump administration has done. The Jerusalem Post, Israel joins UAE, Morocco, and Bahrain in international security alliance. Um, the move is an important step to promoting peace security in our region, said Public Security Minister Amir Ohana. On behalf of, our, of the government of Israel, we are proud that you have chosen us to be members of this important alliance, Ohana said as he thanked his UAE counterpart, Sheif Saif bin Zaid Al-Nayan, a lot coming there, who also serves as UAE Deputy Prime Minister. I mean, goodness gracious me almighty, peace in the Middle East being achieved by this president. Do you think he'd get news coverage about it? As much, if the, Think about if this was a Democrat president. My goodness, this would be all over the news. You couldn't hear enough about peace in the Middle East if this was a Democrat. But again, listen, Republicans, the president, what do we think about? We want peace. We want love. We want security. We want safety. Democrats, I mean, Barack Hussein Obama had eight long years. Did he bring peace at all? Not a thing. He brought $1.5 billion and gave it to Iran so far away. Two to tell of two different presidencies as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we have uh, New York State Oswego Court to issue ruling about how and if New York 22 ballots are counted. Now, let me give you some background to this story. This is in New York's 22nd Congressional District. Last house race in the nation. Still to be decided. And um, so the uh, uh, incumbent here, Republican Claudia Tenney leading, or excuse me, Claudia Tenney is the challenger. The Democratic incumbent is uh, Anthony Brindisi, okay? And she was leading by 12 votes, okay? Leading by 12. Listen to this. You ready? There were 12 ballots found in a drawer. What? What? I mean, we're more than a month. The, the, the election, November 3rd. It shouldn't turn into election month. And every, you know, notice how Republicans had, I'm talking about the president as well. Republican has a lead on election day. And then it turns into election weeks and election months. 
and all of a sudden they start finding ballots for democrats why does that only go one way why does finding ballots why does mail-in voting only go for democrats these are the most disgraceful most dishonest most corrupt people in our country about this woman uh, talking about new york and california don't want to pay for red welfare states well guess what we don't want democrats that cheat in elections now there is no doubt in my mind whatsoever that this election as far as the presidency goes was rigged did joe biden cheat yes how do they just magic all of a sudden mail-in ballots come in after 3 a.m november 4th you know there should be a ruling that it's uh as far when there's a deadline for election day those votes you get counted that's it all legal votes are counted we move on we choose a mail-in voting never ever should there be mail-in voting again what a scam by the democrat party now we still have two senate um runoffs that coming on january uh 5th this from project veritas james o'keefe um, this uh, this guy, this John Ossoff, who's um, up against uh, da Senator David Perdue in Georgia, Ossoff, deputy political director, revealing that Dems are hiding plans to pack the Supreme Court. Max Harris is this guy's name. He's the deputy political director for John Ossoff. This is his exact quote. He was caught by Project Veritas undercover. Hopefully, if the Supreme Court, if Biden gets elected, maybe we'll add three justices to the Supreme Court. He says, now, I can't say that here today. And it's not official. The official position of the party right now is to not aggressively pack the court. It's uh, it's we're waiting and seeing how the nomination process goes. And we'll go from there. So, but it's more about trying to prevent conservatives from voting on the supreme court um now the the journalist who's undercover for project veritas asks uh max harris what do you think about defunding the police uh i think it's bad branding i think if you go to people and say look how much we're spending on police departments compared to things like education and if you can provide evidence i think most people would look at that and say yeah there's something that's not right there but when it comes to things like defunding the police the slogan, the way that politics works, you're just feeding right into the narratives that the other side is painting about law and order and violence. So I think that that slogan is oversimplified and doesn't help Democrats. He says, so why don't we start being creative about the way we're framing these issues so that people who might not agree with us in theory can start seeing the light? So there you go. That is how John Ossoff and this guy um is polit deputy political director here truly feel they're going make no mistake they're going to pack the supreme court joe biden's not answer about packing the supreme court all throughout the debates all throughout when he very rarely got questioned about it that is an answer in and itself if you want the supreme court to mean nothing at all then go ahead vote for democrats and, and pack it and then they get closer and closer to destroying this country. Now that's just um, one one half of the Senate runoffs that are happening in Georgia. Raphael Warnock, I don't understand how this doesn't get more attention. Back in 2011, now Raphael Warnock is um, running up against uh, Senator Kelly Loeffler. 
in Georgia. Raphael Warnock said, though, now listen to this. Do you think this sounds like a patriotic American that deserves to be in the U.S. Senate representing the peach state of Georgia? In America, nobody, he says, and this is in an, uh, when truth meets power is the address. America, nobody can serve God and the military. You can't serve God and money. You cannot serve God and mammon at the same time. America, choose ye this day who you will serve. Choose ye this day. Politicians try to keep their power. Political parties lie in order to keep their power. And church folk, yeah, you too maneuver in order to keep your power. And Jesus says that's not power. That's paranoia. So there you go. On, on top of that, Raphael Warnock, who loves Jeremiah Wright. Remember Jeremiah Wright, not God bless America. Nope, 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 nope. God, you know, GD America. That's what, that's, that's Jeremiah Wright, Obama's pastor. Uh, who, um, as well as saying that, remember what he said after 9-11 occurred? Well, that's just, that's just America's chickens coming home to roost. 2017, Raphael Warnock in a sermon, New Baptist Covenant event, June 29th. America is suffering from a deep spiritual problem. And what we are seeing is just symptomatic of our sickness. You ask yourself, how in the world did we end up here? Because this is bigger than the normal kinds of partisan debates that go on. He says, we're in a special moment. We are in an evil moment, a tragic moment. And I suggest to you that our politics is symptomatic of our sickness. We've got lots of problems. But I would not be a prophet if I did not tell you, you ready for this? That racism, racism is America's pre-existing condition. That's real nice. That's what Raphael Warnock says. 2016, Raphael Warnock comparing Netanyahu to segregationist George Wallace in a 2016 sermon. Uh, he said, quote, um, yeah, uh, it's uh, Netanyahu's stance, tantamount to saying occupation today, occupation tomorrow, occupation forever, uh, said uh, as far as line that's similar to former Alabama governor, George Wallace, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. If you don't have a Palestinian state, you cannot have a Jewish democracy. That's Raphael Warnock, that's what he says. That state will either be Jewish or it will be a democracy. It cannot be both. There's another attack by the left. You know, on this on this first night of Hanukkah, that's how he's talking. Well, you know, said it in um, 2016, I believe. But either way, you get the point. Also, 2016, Fidel Castro had a complex, uh, uh, his legacy is complex, kind of like America's legacy is complex. Now, this, this is a guy we want in the Senate. This guy isn't patriotic. This guy doesn't care about America. This guy's making a career hating America. You see, the, see why he's been chosen by the Democrat Party? Fits perfectly. Now, this is funny, and this was, there's audio, um, from Joe Biden uh, that uh, was the uh, Huffington Post, I see has it, uh, but they give credit audio obtained by The Intercept. And uh, it's funny because this is what, this goes hand in hand with what I'm about to tell you, this news um, article out of uh, Minneapolis today. 
The Minneapolis, well, I guess it's more of an action than it's a news article, right? The Minneapolis City Council passed a budget this morning that will cut its police funding by $8 million. How about that? Minneapolis, site of George Floyd, where this all started, cutting the police budget $8 million. That's real nice. Now, Biden said um, he was doing an interview with, uh, how do they categorize it? Civil rights, a group of civil rights leaders. And he said, quote, uh, as far as Republicans go, uh, Biden spoke Tuesday with a group and insisted unprompted that Republicans' ability to define the Democratic Party as one in favor of defunding the police is how they beat the living hell out of us. That's what Joe Biden said. Hello, Joe. Minneapolis cuts police funding by $8 million. Not, they're not defining you. You people are defining yourselves as defunding the police going through with it so and and joe biden did he forget his own words absolutely yes we're going to reallocate funding police have become the enemy now this is real funny how ironic is this you want to think sleazebag sleazeball scum politician mayor ted wheeler in portland oregon now remember portland went through the autonomous chop you know chaz whatever you want to call it july 15th new york post writing about it portland protesters set up autonomous zone in city park now ted wheeler who, who hates police now when um he won re-election he didn't want to call for police during uh the election campaign but now decides to tweet and this was uh two days ago I am authorizing the Portland police to use all lawful means to end the illegal occupation, uh, occupy, obviously not in a job term, but occupation, occupying it, on North Mississippi Avenue, and to hold those violating our community's laws accountable. There will be no autonomous zone in Portland. He might as well say there won't be another one because I already won re-election. That's the Democrat Party for you folks. That's how they are. They care about themselves. They care about criminals. They care about illegal aliens. They care about people advocating for abortion. That's it. No one else in this country. Uh, on, a, on a good note, the president tells the White House guests he will win election with help from very important people. President Trump told guests at a White House Hanukkah party um, this was last night that he'll get a second term with the help of certain very important people and pair reference to the Supreme Court. We won this one, and I believe, I really believe it's a much bigger victory than even the first one. You can't have a country where somebody loses an election and he becomes president of the United States. Uh, like I said, folks, you know, if the president has hope, if the president feels good, he believes he won re-election, re I believe he won re-election. Well, that's a good note to end on, on this first night of Hanukkah. By the way, again, I'll just say it. Happy first night of Hanukkah.